<laughs> oh man. And we are live. I was, I was not expecting that. Yeah, you popped big for that. You popped. I made, the, <laughs> I made the mistake of slanting the device to where you could see what it was. And Cause, yeah, because it showed up on the screen slightly before yeah. the music started. Yeah, so. Oh, well, it is Tuesday, July 30th. Yeah. And we're here. We are here. Oh, so you're a fellow communications scholar. Um,. Are you aware of, and or do you believe in, mean world syndrome? I'm not aware of it, but there is a mean world out there. So basically, what it means is like, say you watch... I'm aware, I'm aware of mean guy syndrome. Oh, I love, we love us a mean guy syndrome. But basically, what mean... I love how we love mean guys and cruiserweights, nothing in between. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> it. That's all we need in wrestling today. Um, but mean world syndrome basically means, like, if you watch, like, a lot of, like, slasher films or Law & Order SVU... The theory goes that you naturally believe the world is a meaner place than what it is. And I got to tell you, like, last night at work, because, like, on Saturday nights at work, I, I do nothing. Well, so, I mean, I think it's overcomplicating if you don't think what you surround yourself is is what you're not going to expect from the outside. Yeah, but, like, the theory goes, like, someone who watches SVU on a nightly basis is more likely to think that they will get raped than someone who doesn't watch SVU. And, like, I mean... Like yes, me, I believe. I, mean, I believe, in, especially if you're I'm not gonna say I'm mentally vulnerable, is maybe the correct word. But like, don't think that's what you're looking for. But you're if, easily impressionable. Easily impressionable. Thank there you. you exactly go. the yes. word I'm looking for. Yes. If you only surround yourself with those situations and those thoughts, that's what you expect of the world. Like that's fair. I yeah. watch a lot of Food Paradise, and I'm fat as fuck. So I mean, it makes <laughs> I sense. don't think that's no. I don't. I don't think that's the same. But basically, like. Why I'm asking is like when I was when I was at work last night, I just got into this rabbit hole of like unsolved mysteries, and like I went through all the classic ones, like uh, DB Cooper. Ever hear that one? Dude with the I, I think everybody's heard of DB Cooper. Well, I don't know. Maybe people don't know the, the Zodiac Killer. That one's fairly obvious. He ran for president. It's, shout out Ted Cruz, I guess. Um, but then I saw this one about like I don't know. Have you ever heard the one with like the the dude who like? Oh yeah, uh, that one. I'm getting there, fuck face. Um, it was in Erie, Pennsylvania with the fucking collar. The bomb collar, dude. Oh, my God. No, I have to look into this. Send me a link. And I, I work in a building, like, by myself, so it's, like, the dead of night, and I'm just like... Oh, and the axe murder of New Orleans. That was... Insane. I know about the axe murder of New Orleans. That one. That guy was Although, very... I did... I know what you mean, because I have gone down some real rabbit holes in my life. Yeah. Like, I'm the, I'm the rabbit holer of all rabbit holers. Like, I watched... Uh, I read, like... I might have been a little altered... And I read like six hours of Pirate Floor one time. Six hours. Six hours. Of... He said six. God damn. Six though. hours of Pirate Pirate Floor. Well, yeah, that's on. That just popped in my head because like it's very dark outside. Well, I mean, so. I also it is very dark, like, eerily dark. But like eerie, I, I, see I watch a lot of wrestling. I'm like, hey, that guy needs to steal. I mean, I do occasionally pick up people who need Stone Cold Stunners, <laughs> but they they deserve it. Well, anyway. Um, I don't know what the fuck that had to do with anything else. I just looked outside and I immediately thought of it. Okay. As, as, as we started rolling. I'm here. not complaining. We got a fun one today. We do. We, do. we, got, we got an interesting one to say the least. Um, we're going to give our thoughts on Raw Reunion, even though it was already a week ago at this point. We're gonna About talk. a week ago. <laughs> Another song, though, is that? Yeah. It's around the same time. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bobby Schmurder, man. He <laughs> threw it all away. He did. Um, but we will also give our thoughts on the Twitter controversy of... Uh, Jim Cornette and Jordan Grace talking about Twitter names. Kind of silly, but we'll get into it. Um, we'll give the weekly G1 update. And then for the main event of the evening, we fantasy booked a WWE G1 Climax tournament. And I think it turned out. It did. It was fun. I mean, this was... you. We, we had nothing going into yesterday. And... You're like, why don't we do this? And I'm like, I like it a lot. And now we're here, and we have the tournament booked, and you're going to fucking love it. Yeah, I think we've been spoiled, like, the past month and a half, because there's just been, like, major wrestling shows every weekend. So we haven't had to get creative at all on, like, what we were going to talk about, because it was just, like, spoon-fed to us in a silver platter. And now we had, like, two weeks or in a row where we had to think of something. We're like, oh, fuck. What are we going <laughs> to do? Yeah, but let's, but let's get to it, because this is yeah, the intro. Let's do it. Right after our word from our good sponsors at Anchor. I feel like we say this a lot about AEW, but their 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 news is like the worst kept secrets in like all of wrestling. Like they teased this big announcement, and we all knew what it was going to be. Or at least most of us assumed it was going to be this. 
So, starting Wednesday, October 2nd, I want to say? Yes, yes, it is October 2nd. October 2nd. Because um, I have a friend that has a birthday that day, and I said, oh, it starts on his birthday when I saw it. Oh, lucky him. Um, AEW will be starting their two-hour weekly pr- uh, television program on Turner Network Television, also known by the acronym TNT. Also known by the acronym ECW. <laughs> not, no. That, that, it's not known by that. Um... Yeah, it'll air from 8 to 10 p.m., and the first taping will occur at the Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C., which also hosted SmackDown 1000. It's hosted a shit ton of WWE pay-per-views, hosted a few SummerSlams. It hosted a uh, WCW pay-per-view. Uh, I think it hosted Starcade. I think it might have hosted Starcade 97. It did. Yes, it did. Um, so, and it is Wednesday Night Dynamite. That's not been confirmed, but that it means it's... It's looking like an awful yeah, name. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what do you think about the arena they're running, uh, the time and I mean, it's risky, times? but uh, they proved, but they, they'll sell it out. The hype, the hype train's gonna last at least a year. They proved, they proved that they can sell out their early shows, which is not gonna be the make or break for this company, but, I mean, yeah. but, yeah, uh, uh, I think it, they'll sell out and they better come out swinging, that's all I gotta say. Um, so, I read an article that experts in television industry expect the first episode to have anywhere from about 400,000 to 500,000 viewers and a lot of people on Twitter were offended by this saying well TNA on Spike used to get 1.9 million and it's like that was 10 years ago like and not everybody that Spike no longer exists Spike was a big well, it still exists. It's just the Paramount Network now. Yeah. They just renamed it. Yeah, it's just... I don't know. I think it's a little... Should call it the John Taffer Network, honestly. Yeah, it's always... It's, it's, it's John Taffer and cops. cops. yeah. But, that's... I mean, that's if, they, if that's what they really expect, I thought it'd be higher. I thought a million people watch it. I mean... I, I could definitely see a million people watching it. No football? No NBA yet? Probably, probably MLB playoffs, but that's not swinging the needle too much. Yeah. There will be NXT, though. There will be NXT, which, please, dear God, I hope that's a thing. There's rumors that it will be moving to FS1. Nothing's confirmed yet. And there are also rumblings that uh, we could see some big main roster guys like Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins, like coming down to NXT for cameo appearances to go head-to-head with AEW on TNT. I mean... So how would you feel if something like that were to happen? I'd be okay with it. I feel like, I feel like if you spread these stars out more... I mean, you're not gonna. There's not gonna be one dominant show anymore, but I feel like and more wrestling with more stars is good. I just think the problem with not WWE, not just WWE, because they have, but wrestling in general. I don't think there's really any stars that move the needle anymore. No, there isn't. Like you look at, we'll talk about Raw reunion in a little bit, but man, when there's Stone, one or two people that when, can do it. When Stone Cold came out, the ratings reflected it, but so did the fucking pop he got. Yep. And even Hogan, like. Nobody think about the top guys in WWE. Maybe Lesnar, but he never wrestles on TV, so I don't really. I mean, you're. It's a different kind of ratings pop, but Lesnar does. Lesnar swings the needle. Are you sprinkling oregano in your hand? It's pepper. But uh. The hell? But like, from from a from a from t- a strictly TV standpoint. From an AEW perspective, are how much do you think Moxley and Jericho will move the needle, if any at all? I don't think ah. Uh... We know your opinion on Moxley. I think some shit. Already. I think you're. I think you're banking on them. Like I like you say, hey, fucking George in Topeka, Kansas, Jungle Boy is on this pay per view or Jungle Boy is on this TV show. Are you gonna watch it? No, you know who Chris Jericho is. You know who Dean Ambrose slash John Moxley is. Yeah, I mean I've said it before. Like, if my dad were flipping through the channels and he saw the artist formerly known as Dean Ambrose on TNT. He definitely would keep the channel on. So, and I'm not burying Jungle Boy. I love Jungle Boy, but like you need those stars. Yeah. Like even Cody's not a big enough star. No, he's 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 not. Um, I I guarantee Goldust Goldustin could pull more than he can. Ooh, I don't know about that one. I mean, eh, the argument could definitely be made. Yeah, I'm not saying it's for sure, but I think I think I think just don't think I think Goldust is a much bigger star than Cody to casual fans because he was on TV for 20 years. I see, I see your point. But. Cody's best match in the last, other than his brother's the match with his brother, his best match in the last five years was one with Kurt Angle on a fucking YouTube taping in England. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just not, 
it's, it doesn't move doesn't move the needle that much. I mean, I prefer the cage match of Angle at NEW, but that's just me. I thought you were talking about the same match, but you know what I mean, though. Well, they had one for what culture in yeah. England, and then they had one for NEW, and which was in a cage, and Cody did the moonsault off of the cage, which is always impressive when he does that. Yes. But not as impressive as Angles, though. That's but, not Barry and Cody. Singles was just beautiful. That's 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 why I I don't I think four hundred thousand to five hundred thousand is is probably a little the right. No, I think it's the right number. I think because it's safe, no one though. no one knew, no one really moves the needle. And I'm not saying there aren't a lot of wrestling fans that are that aren't interested in AEW because I think AEW has a shit ton of buzz right now, and I think TNT would be thrilled with half a million on for AEW. Because I can't imagine, besides the NBA, the highest rated show on TNT gets that many viewers. 500,000 would probably be, like, the second most viewed well, I mean, show on their well, network what's besides... The NBA. Besides the NBA, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe they have they have uh, golf sometimes. Maybe golf would do better. But besides sports, AEW would probably be the highest rated show on their channel. Yeah. So I don't... But, like, a lot of people want to say, oh... Because WWE is doing like two million viewers or two million viewers a raw now, so like wrestling fans are just going away, and I don't think that there are a million plus disenfranchised WWE fans. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So I'm, I'm not gonna be like, it's, hey, Luchasaurus is there. I'm gonna Let me turn say, out Seth Rollins for Lucha. Like, and I love those guys, but it's not. I'm gonna say the first episode is eight hundred thousand. I think it'll do better than. I was gonna say seven fifty. Seven fifty. Like pipe if they have a really really hot angle, which. Coming out of all out was the only chance. But a but hot angle a isn't going to do anything because all those people are watching anyway. You need something to draw the people that aren't watching in. Yeah, you know okay. what I mean? I think eight hundred thousand is a good number because Double or Nothing did one hundred twenty-five thousand pay-per-view buys. Yeah. So you know all those people are going to watch the show on TNT. But that was also yeah. So and that's that one hundred twenty-five thousand people guaranteed. Right there. But yeah. like I don't think I there's people group I guarantee there's group watchings. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, but there'll, there'll probably be group watchings for for this yeah. again. You know, this is gonna be a part. It's we'll the probably first, watch it together. It's to the be first, all, in all yeah, probably. It's the first ever episode of AEW television. I'm sure it's gonna be group watching. Yeah. So I think eight hundred thousand is the number they're gonna get. They'll probably get a lot of casual interest. I'm curious to see how much TNT promotes it across the NBA. Um, I know the NBA won't start before the first episode, but once the NBA does start, I'm interested to see how much they promote it. I just can't wait for Marv Albert to have to. Dude. Chris Chris Jerebko again. Yeah, but butcher Chris Jericho's name. The I, star lo- in their company. I love Marv Albert. Um, but the, Fox has already said Fox has been promoting the shit out of WWE on the NFL before, and this is last season before we even knew what day the show was going to be on. Yeah, they're promoting the shit out of it on NASCAR, which you know that's probably a great crossover yeah. audience. I could see some NASCAR fans liking wrestling. They go hand in hand, kinda. I guess uh, that Southern demographic. Um. So Fox is already committed to pushing. And then the shit I out think I've heard ads programs. for it on uh, Skip and Shannon. Yeah, FS1. Heard, yeah, I've heard ads for it on Cowherd, which is hysterical because yeah, he hates it. I know, and I'd love to see him do it. And you know what? You throw Joe Buck in there. The the NFL starts Thursday. Yeah, yeah. I believe the Hall of Fame game is Thursday. Yeah, it's on NBC though. Only reason I know that is but be working it. I I know that, but that Fox still has preseason games, right? I think most of it's like local coverage, though. You know what I mean? Pullman, yeah, but it's still Fox. Well, like like the Eagles are on Fox, but it's not like it's a Fox broadcast. Yeah, it's I, like the local Eagles guy. You know what I mean? No, yes, I understand that. But like, you look at the teams who play on Fox in the Northeast, the, the biggest market. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, the, what's the regular season? The and biggest they have, market. They have Thursday night football. Who plays? Who plays on Fox? The Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Giants, and the Rams. If you want to count, and West the Rams. Coast. If you want to count West Coast, because LA baby. And I'm not doing my own horn because the Eagles fan, they have a huge fucking fan base. Dallas. That's so does Dallas have market. a huge fan base. Even the Giants have a huge fan base. But it's just, I just think they have, they have a lot more time and they will, they will push the shit out of it and they, as they should. Yeah, so I'm curious to see what happens with AEW. Um, I believe by the time this episode comes out, maybe, I don't know, I forget when tickets for the for the DC taping go on sale. I forget as well. But so I, it might have been yesterday, it might not have been yesterday. Uh, I'm just anxious to see how they do, if how fast it sells out. And I'm anxious to see the touring schedule because I know Cody... Are they doing house shows? I don't even know. I think the plan is Saturday house shows. That's it. That's fine. Um, but I know Cody said like a while back when he first announced AEW that he wasn't going to like push the envelope running huge arenas right off the bat. And then the first taping is announced in like a gigantic 16,000-plus-seat arena in our nation's capital. So I'm curious to see the touring schedule and like what cities are going to be hitting right off the bat 
And if they're going to try for arenas like Wells Fargo, and do they go for the Garden? Because the Garden's wide open now. Yeah. AAA's running the Garden. New Japan and Ring of Honor just ran the Garden in April. So WWE strangled. The only place they can't run is Staples because Staples has an agreement with WWE. Yep. And the Oscars. But, but, uh, but there's the Forum in L.A. There's other places in L.A. Yeah. L.A.'s. The, the, the Clippers. Time. The Clippers are getting a brand new arena in four yeah. years. So there's going to be options in L.A. So losing out on... Plus, when that contract is up, I could see Staples saying, well, we don't want exclusivity anymore because Yeah, well, there's more. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what this does. I'm, I don't really pay close attention to the economics of, like, building, renting, and wrestling. But it's going to be something I keep an eye on now. Like, if AEW charges less... Uh, or if AEW... Well, I guess the building would be setting the price. But I wonder if buildings will charge more for WWE now there's more competition... It's going to be interesting to see what happens, but yeah, that's the AEW TV announcement. Also, we got to talk about the uh, picture that they took in the TV Guide photo shoot because this has been getting a lot of polarizing reactions. Um, if you <laughs> didn't a good word about it. It is polarizing. If you did, yeah, everyone has an opinion on it one way or another. If you didn't see it, it was basically all the main characters, Kenny, Cody, the Bucks, Brandy, Tony Khan, Jungle Boy, uh, Brandy. I think that was it. Was there someone else? MJF. MJF, uh, what's her name? Nala Rose. Yeah. And I believe Awesome Kong. Yes. And this wasn't a picture like in a wrestling ring or in their gear or anything. They were just all kind of in suits. They looked like every cast of Big Brother ever. So that was my question. Like, do people, some people have like a really big problem with this photo. It's like, this doesn't promote wrestling. This isn't a wrestling photo. So do you even care? Like, where do you stand on this? Fuck. Yeah, I mean. We, we we both know exactly what wrestling is, and it was a it was a photo shoot for the TV guide. I don't even know if people get the TV guide anymore. So I didn't know the TV guide still existed. If but, you, first of all, if you get a TV guide, you love AEW though. So that's 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 fair enough to say. I don't know what that means. You're either but, a senior citizen or you love AEW. Oh, if you get that edition, yeah. If you get that edition, if you get the TV paper, guide, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying. Right. All right, but that's enough talk about that. We'll yeah, see where it comes so out. So we'll see what happens. We're only about two months away, so it's getting exciting, man. Um, so last week, Raw had a Raw reunion show. We didn't get a chance to talk about it on last week's show because we recorded Sunday on Sunday last week. So let's talk some Raw reunion. Another polarizing show. My opinion, this show is one of those shows that if you went into it wanting to hate it, there was a lot to hate. But if you went, in, if you went into it wanting to have a good time and just enjoy it, there was a lot to enjoy. Yeah. So I guess it all depends on what your mindset going in. Like, I don't want to... It was nice to see Cena. I'm not going to publicly call anybody out, but these certain people, these certain group on Twitter who hate on Raw every week hated the show, and the people who just were watching it seemed to enjoy it. Um, I love the Stone Cold segment. Stone Cold segment was awesome. I thought, I thought they utilized everybody with the 24-7 championship great. I really liked how... Uh, Austin said that he he was he admitted that he was nervous. He didn't know what to say, and he's like, "Coach just said be Steve Austin, and that's what I did, and it was awesome." Um, he he implicated Jerry Briscoe in a crime in South Africa, which is awesome. Uh, I love how RVD was the first one by a long shot in to get a beer. <laughs> also, nobody celebrates a title win like Jerry Briscoe. Oh, <laughs> it's sad though. It was, Him and Patterson look like shit. I mean, they're old. They're, yeah, they are, but they're, they're old. Man. I don't think they look that bad. They just, just, just look old. It's not, it's, not, it's not the, like, Jesus, when Briscoe was, was in, the, in his mid to late 50s, like in the late 90s, he was cut the fuck up still. Yeah. Like, he was, and he's just not anymore, and it's sad to see. But I won. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I don't regret it. I, I love him. And then Kelly Kelly kicked him in the balls. <laughs> um, Although I do think there was a missed opportunity for Carmella to be the first champion. But I don't think anyone. Beggars can't be true. I don't think anyone wants to see no. her turn on Truth though. No, they're just too great together. Yeah, so I don't. I don't think her turning on Truth would be. Do you see the good. picture of Truth under the lampshade today? I did. <laughs> I did. That was that was good shit. Um. So, I do I do agree with the criticisms that it did nothing to build the SummerSlam, and you know we're two weeks out. That's kind of a big deal. Uh, but, but you also got to realize this was not their choice. I know the network basically pressured them into it. Uh, I get that. I, but you think the network would be smart enough to real? Well, the network doesn't give a shit about SummerSlam because it's not in their network, so they don't care about SummerSlam. Um, but I thought it was enjoyable. We both said that Ricochet would have been awesome in the DX spot, and it's a shame that uh, his elbow infection kept him out of it, which sucks. But he could use the rub. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was like you said. The twenty four seven title shit was good. Uh, when Pat Patterson won. 
beat uh, Drake Maverick. I popped very hard. Because, uh, and then I said in the group message, I'm like, Briscoe has to be the one to beat him. And they, yeah. and they actually did it, and it was great. Um, it was good to see some really random faces that I haven't seen in a while, like Candace Michelle and Jillian Hall. Fun to see those those girls. Melina was a ref, apparently. Um, <laughs> she got her certificate, so I mean, I couldn't argue with it. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's like a University of Phoenix deal. Like you just pay for an online <laughs> class and you're a, a licensed official. I guarantee. I did. I mean, it was a, the, the logo was a little twisted on the on the shirt, so she might have got it from Earl, Earl Hebner. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, the John Cena segment was awesome until Thursday morning. Then it got, <laughs> then it got really sad. Um, <laughs> they got to get their shit together. Yeah. Uh, Not even worth talking about. Just. Just get just, just don't drink and drive. This is a message. It's a me- not, this is a message to everybody. They're the best fucking tag team. There's in the world there's together. Uber. There's Lyft. There's no excuses. And it's not point. like they're fucking broke. But I'm not even talking yeah. about them. I'm just saying in general. In general, in general, just don't do it. Don't drink and drive. It's, it's not worth too risky. it. And if you get caught, it's really not worth it. Yeah. Like really not worth Did it. You afford twelve grand? Right now, no, yeah. <laughs> not at all. Um, Talk to you about Nitsa. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's a raw reunion show. I. You know, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought the Austin segment was great. It was better than Raw 25. It I was could much better than Raw 25. Sure. Well, you, you didn't have to force 72 people. I did like Ron Simmons. I popped for Ron Simmons. Well, they, didn't, they forced a lot of people. Yeah, but it wasn't as bad. It wasn't nearly... Like, MVP wasn't just sitting next to, like, like I got I got, I got, got two deuces. Like, I think that's what he said. But uh, also, I don't know why... Uh, oh, my God. I almost just said Ashley Massaro. I, 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 I said, I don't know why... Uh, who am I thinking of? I don't know. Current superstar, but was also a legend. Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. I don't well, know why. She's done, supposedly. Is he? Fired? I don't know. No, just like, well, they're not firing anybody anymore. They don't do that, but yeah. she's done. Okay. That's that's the report I heard. Okay, well, then I won that, won that conversation there, then. But uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I like the whole click was together. Yeah. Which is cool. But up next, something I know we're going to pop big for. The rumor is that Daniel Bryan's big announcement Tuesday will be he'll be moving to 205 Live. Well, that would mean he has to announce it on Tuesday, which they've said he would for the past three, three weeks, weeks, and it hasn't happened. So, I mean, it's either they're working somebody or they're figuring, they're figuring out what to do. Well, I think they just... Well, Vince McMahon rewrote the whole show last week, so it probably was supposed to happen last week, but apparently Vince showed up to TV and hated everything that was written, and he just rewrote the entire episode of SmackDown. You know what? Which good is weird, because it was, because good, it was good, a good episode, very of good episode of SmackDown. So it was I weird. told you, he still got it. He's just... He's out of his mind. But uh, what would your thoughts be? I mean, we know how both of us feel about 205 Live. I would love it, but I just don't think it would work, because I don't think it would be worth it. But here's my thought process. If if it does happen, it already, it already garners some interest. You know what I'm saying? Some. Not a lot. But that means they're never working a pre-show match again. Does it, though? Yes. Because Daniel Bryan worked a pre-show match in May. In a tag match, right? Yeah. Daniel Bryan is never wrestling a singles match on a pre- I'll give you $100 if he works a singles match on a, pre- on a, on a pre-show. You know what? I guarantee it will happen. Finn Balor and Nakamura just worked a pre-show, so I guarantee it will happen at some point. I'll bet you $100. We just shook on it. So. Okay. That, uh, He's got a long career left ahead of him, so I'm sure it's going to happen at some point. But And then if that show's great. if it, I think it's worth trying get the star over there. Because you have all these cruiserweights that are kicking fucking ass every Tuesday night. They are. No, they are. For sure. Uh, 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 Gallagher and Gable from two weeks ago. Is, Fuck that. Fucking Swerve and Gulak was unbelievable. They were both great. They were. I Gallagher. You don't even got to go back two weeks. Just go back last Gallagher week. Gallagher and Gable's probably my television match of the year so far. That's that's a fair. It's up there. It was the best match of 205 Live history. I might dispute that one, but although they, there was an insane tornado tag match here, that was awesome. There's been there's a lot of good matches on well, 205. But just Live. watch it. But I I would like to see Daniel there. At least try. It's not like he can't come back. He's Daniel fucking Bryan. All he does is come back. I don't know. I'm 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 open to it. I love 205 Live. I just I don't. I think people just see it as a dead brand, and maybe it is a dead brand. I'm I'm interested. I'm holding on though. I'm interested to see what happens once they make the move to Fox and SmackDown moves to Fridays. I'm hoping they'll come to their senses and start taping 205 live before. Um, yeah, why not? Before, I mean, it doesn't have to be live. Who gives a shit? Just tape it before SmackDown, and then air it Wednesdays either before or after NXT. Make it and heat. that's and that's your two hour. That, that no, no, that's your two hour answer to AEW. 
Yeah. You got NXT and 205 Live. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree completely. So hopefully they they don't just kill it when they move to Fox. Because I could also see that. I could see once they move to Fox and the show's on Friday nights, them just ending 205 Live. And then that just puts all those guys in limbo because they don't fire people anymore. Yeah, so they're not going to let them go. Because yeah. they, they know half of them are going right over there. Or New Japan or anywhere. Yeah. Like TJP's in the Super J Cup. Because I fucking love TJP. <laughs> God damn. Hate them. You hate the most random people. It's, I do. It's, it's bizarre. But that's enough about that. Now, match of the century time. The rumor is for SummerSlam that Dolph Ziggler will wrestle Goldberg. Yeah. How, why, what, and where? I knew something was up. Like, uh, I figured Dolph would feud with a legend of some sort when he kept shitting on Goldberg's Super Showdown performance. But then the rumor came out that is indeed he's preparing to face like, Goldberg. why is it not Sergeant Slaughter? Like, you couldn't talk Shawn Michaels into, like, I mean, his legacy's already ruined. Like, just ruin it more. I think if he's going to ruin it, he's going to ruin it with Styles. You know, that'd be great, but it's just like, there's so many better choices than Goldberg. <laughs> and I don't even dislike Goldberg. It's just like, we already know what it's going to be. The bell's going to ring, spear, jackhammer, Dolph's buried. Like, that's just, that's what it's going to be. It's the only yeah. thing it can be. Yeah, because Goldberg can't work any other kind of match. And so, like, I just don't understand what the point would be to that. I don't either. Hopefully they'll swerve us. I don't, I don't know. Just, I don't know. I mean, clearly something's going on. I, what's, what would you rather? Another Ziggler versus Miz match or Ziggler versus Goldberg? Ziggler versus Miz because it's at least watchable. Is it? They, they, they had they, one good match. They had one great match. They did. They don't think they ever had bad matches. But it's... I mean, at least he's getting a Goldberg spot. I don't know. It's bizarre. I don't know. You're high, You're way higher on Miz than I am. We'll I see, know that. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. Because it's only a rumor right now. and we'll see how we can it, We'll do. see how it builds. But, okay. Is that it for news? Uh, just some uh, minor injury stuff to clean up, and then we also have to talk the the whole Twitter bullshit. Oh, okay, you're right, you're right. Um, but Ruby Riot will uh, on the WWE internal injury report. It is listed that she will not be back until first quarter 2020 at the earliest. What did you do? Double shoulder shoulder surgery, I think. Okay. Um, it was shortly after WrestleMania. She wrestled a match. She wrestled a few matches on main event, and then went down with the injury. So. She's expect. She's hoping. They're hoping she'll be back. She'll be back for the 2020 Women's Royal Rumble. And then Tommaso Ciampa. It's looking like a mid-August uh, return for him. It's looking like he'll be cleared in the middle of August. Very cool. Don't mid-August doesn't sound like he'll be in time for Takeover Toronto, but he maybe, can at least show up there. Well, he's been. He was at. He was at Takeover yeah. 25. He was at Takeover New York. He's been at every Takeover since the injury. So, um, so maybe the first set of tapings at full sale after uh, takeover, he'll make his return. Maybe he'll challenge Adam Cole. That'd be a fun little feud. Um, I just found the greatest picture of all time, and it's on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, it was on, <laughs> it was on Twitter too. Um, it was Braun Strowman and his gang on scooters. That's what it was. EC3 and Mojo Raleigh. <laughs> what a friend group. And this random person, but. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens with Tommaso and Ruby. Hopefully they both get back sooner than later. And then finally, there's a big shit show on Twitter regarding the display names of... The, uh, the, 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 regarding the number one shit show person on Twitter. Mr. Jim Cornette. Who I'm a big fan of. So basically, Jordan Grace changed her Twitter display name to Trisha Parker, which is her shoot name. Um, and Jim Cornette took great offense to this, saying that you know, it exposes the business, and it's so stupid. Yeah, I saw that. Um, it exposes the business, and it's people like hers. What's wrong with the industry? And then Lance Storm kind of tuned in, saying like, "Did he though? He didn't add anything to the conversation." Well, he just he just questioned like, "I'm confused on why you'd use two names when it could be confusing the fans." And then Xavier Woods put in his two cents and um, made an excellent point. But also, Austin Creed isn't his real name either. Yeah, well, that, that I don't understand then. Well, no, he's trying to build it's, his brand. He's trying to build his brand, yeah. But it's not his real name. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like his brand is will always be bigger than Jordan Grace's. Well, that's the thing. Like, her reasoning is different than their reason. Like, yeah. the reason WWE guys do it. She's doing it just to do it. She's doing it because she thinks that, as a wrestler, she wrestling fans are intelligent enough to know that She's not really Jordan Grace. She's not really uh, Thick Mama Pump 24-7, 365. Which I think wrestling fans can realize that without her having to put her real name as her, as her display name. That being said, like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, like, furious about it. I could no, care, I don't really don't give a I shit. I could care less either way. 
But I, I just, I don't know. People, people seem to have strong. This is another one where people irrationally have strong opinions on one way or another. But you, you're right though. We were reading the whole, we were reading the whole conversation before. Yeah, it's and every single person that was involved made a good point. They did. Like I get what Cornette's saying. Um, Lance, but he's gonna have his opinions though. That's that's it's him. That's what he's gonna do. I get what Lance Storm's saying too. He's like, well, Pink on Twitter isn't whatever her real name is. She's yeah. Pink because that's her brand. And then Xavier Woods brought up his point, which I get his point because once he leaves WWE, if he wants to continue wrestling or even do his YouTube channel, he can't use the name Xavier Woods ever. Yeah. Unless they gift it to him, which they've done for some guys. Yeah. But, um. But when Jordan Grace, oh, I'm assuming she owns the Jordan Grace name. I know, like, she wrestles on the indies and everywhere with it, in- including Impact. So well, it's, if, if, well, that's the thing. If you're an indie, if you're an indie person right now, and you don't grab your name, that's on you. Yeah, no, but it's, 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 so I'm yeah. just saying, like, I her reasoning is more so, I guess that she doesn't want to be in character on Twitter. But I don't know. That's it's it's murky waters. Yeah, it's just it's bizarre. It's it's not even worth talking about because it's wrestling, toxic Twitter infestation. You know what it is worth talking about? Pro Am belts. Oh yes. If you want a custom championship belt for any occasion, I know you were just at a wedding yesterday. You could get a nice title belt for a wedding, fantasy football. Actually, the brother of the person's wedding I had has a Pro Am belt. Oh, that's that's he got a custom. He got it customly made. Well, for what occasion? Uh, their kids, I believe. Oh, that's well, cool. their kids. Their kids' name is Tara. The girl, her name is Tara, and their last name is Ryzen. Oh, you you told me about yes. this. Yes, I, I've heard about this. And they have one. So that's cool. Um, that just shows you get a belt for for that to represent family. Um, belts for fantasy football, fantasy baseball, Which fantasy my hockey. Fancy, my fantasy group, uh, my fantasy league is getting one. It's our tenth year anniversary, and we're going all out. There you go, brother. Um, fantasy hockey, fantasy baseball, fantasy basketball. Shout out Luke Harper. Shout out Luke Harper, yeah. Shout out, shout out to the country of Canada. Um, shout out to the Raptors. Shout out to Drake. All right, let's go. Finish the ad. You finish the ad. Tell me what you love about Pro Am belts. I do any anything you need. Anything from from pretty basic stuff, run of the mill, all the way up to very high end uh, belts. You can it comes there, it gets there sooner than you think, and you can any money you're willing to spend will go along with Pro Am belts. Indeed, it will. Um, I sorry about that. The quality is great. Um, they made the turnbuckle topics belt for us, and it was excellent. Nice little handcrafted side plates, and it's heavy too, so it's very very nice. Yeah, it's, it's the it's the real deal. The whole tamale, um, the whole one. enchilada. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what you meant. Wrong Mexican food. Yeah. Um, but yeah, quality stuff from our friends at Turnbuckle. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I was getting to that uh, from Pro-Am Belts. You want to use our Turnbuckle Topics Network code, TBT15OFF, for 15% off your custom belt. Once again, that's TBT15OFF for 15% off your own custom title belt, which I assume you will be using for your fantasy football league. Oh, yes. To get 15% off. Um, so we recommend that you take advantage of it, too. And we'll be right back with an update on the G1 standings, and I will have a little disclaimer for that when I get there. Quick disclaimer before we get into the G1 standings. Our A block standings will be outdated by the time this comes out because Tuesday morning on the day of this podcast releases, there will be another um, night if you're in Japan, morning if you're in America, of G1 action on Tuesday. So unfortunately, by the time our podcast comes out, the A block would have had another round of matches, but that's beyond our control and we'll talk about that next week. But for now, the A block standings look like this. Bottom feeding with two points, we have Zack Sabre Jr., Sonata, Bad Luck Fale. Then sitting at four points, we have Will Ospreay, Lance Archer. Sitting at six points, we have Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kota Ibushi, and Evil. At eight points in second place, we have Kenta. And all alone at the top of the block with ten points, we have the Rainmaker, Kazushika Okada. So both of our picks to win the block are bottom feeding with two points. Yep. Um, so what do you make of these A-block standings thus far? Surprising, actually. I thought other people would have better ones. I mean, we, we both... Uh, you picked... Uh, who'd you pick? ZSJ. You picked ZSJ, and yeah. I picked... Sonata. Sonata. Well, we were wrong there. We, yeah. We'll be wrong again. Um, yeah, they're not coming back at this point, especially with uh, Okada hasn't dropped a match yet. It's looking like Okada. Yeah, Okada or Kenta could theoretically still has a shot. I mean, mathematically, even Archer and Osprey at four have a shot. 
but those would be very long shots. So it's looking like it's either going to be Okada, Kenta, Evil, Ibushi, or Tanahashi. One of those guys will most likely be your A-Block winner. Um, the A-Block's put on some bangers. I don't know if you caught the last A-Block show with uh, Kenta and Okada, but that was a very good match. Oh, my God, was that a good match. Um, I also loved uh, Archer and... Abushi when uh, Abushi hit Archer with the Kamigoye and like Archer no sold it, and then Abushi hit him with another one and drilled him for the pin. Osprey has been having fun matches. Uh, he beat Fale by DQ, which was like a really creative finish. You don't see a ton of DQs in the G One. I mean, last year he did with Tamatanga and Fale, but it was a nice callback to last year. Um, so that was fun. So what do you think? Okada pretty much winning the A Block. Oh yeah, unless some weird shit has to happen for not to happen. Yeah. I'm not uh, sure who he has left, but... I'm not sure either, off the top of my head. Um, so, B-Block, we have something to talk about here. B-Block, a lot of guys at four points. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys at four points. Seven of the ten guys are at four points. That's kind of wild. It also makes me a little better, feel a little better about our thing. So, we have Toro Yano, Shingo Takagi, Tetsuya Naito, Taichi, Hiroki Goto, Jeff Cobb and Jay White, they're all sitting at four points. At six points, we have Juice Robinson and Tomohiro Ishii. And at the top of the block, all by himself, we have the Moxman with Shooter, John Moxley, 10 points, undefeated thus far. Um, he had a fun match with Naito. He did a very fun match. I did not morning. like the finish, though. It kind of just happened. Yeah. Um, so what do you make of the B block? Very surprised. Did not see it coming, but strike the iron right side, I guess. Yeah, I mean... They're booking Moxley strong as hell. They they put him over, they put him over guys like uh, Naito. Um, he beat Ishii and what was it? Fun Scary ball. match. Um, he beat Shingo. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens when uh he faces Jay White. That's another top guy. We'll see what happens there. Um, I think him and Juice is the last match of the block. There'll be a rematch from Mox's New Japan debut. Um. Yeah, the B-Block's kind of wide open. I just be, We were talking about this right before we started recording the segment. We were, you were like, is, is Mox going to win the whole thing? And I'm just like, I don't think he can with his AEW commitments. He might make it to the finals and lose to Okada. I think that's seeming like a pretty viable option. I'm still fairly confident that my pick to win the whole tournament, Naito, will come back and win the block and win the tournament. I'm still, I'm still feeling it's confident. Possible. It's possible. It's very possible. It's been an excellent G1. It always is. It's been a really fun tournament. Um, yeah, there's never been a bad one. At least in our lifetime. I've The Dark Ages in New Japan, like 2004, 2005, 2006. I'm sure they, they weren't fun G1s. Which we were alive for, but we did not know it even existed. No. Um, so I'm sure I'm sure those weren't the best G1s, but at least in, in, until since like 2012, they've all been fucking bangers. Uh, but yeah, uh... We're over halfway now. That's sad because there's nothing much after that in SummerSlam. Well, we should have. We, we didn't mention it in the news, which we probably should have. We will be at uh, Fighting Spirit Unleashed in Philadelphia at the 2300 Arena. I got us. Very excited. Got us third row seats along with a uh, boss man and his brother. Um, should be a really fun time. Uh, if you believe Kevin Kelly on New Japan World, he said that tickets sold out in four minutes. Which I want to believe just because that would make me feel like a badass that I got tickets with zero issues. I had more trouble getting the WrestleMania tickets than I did getting those tickets. You want to know how, uh, you want to know how bad the 2006 G1 Climax was? What, how was 10 competitors. Yeah, they, they only... The expansion to 20 uh, wasn't... It was fairly recent. So just for shits and gigs, who, who are the 10 competitors in 2006 G1? Kojima. Okay. Giant Bernard. Okay. Uh, Tana. Okay. Liger. Okay. Nakanishi. Tenzan. Koji Kanamito. Yoji Nagata. Yuji Nagata. Togi. And Nayufumi Yamamoto. That doesn't sound like an awful tournament. No. Let's see 2005 is. Oh, Chono won in 2005. <laughs> this is a much better tournament. There's more people in this one. Uh, Chono, Kawada, Nagata, Tenzan, Suzuki, Kashin, Nishimura... Tatsuya Fujinami. Tatsuya Fujinami? Tatsumi Fujinami. In 2005? Yeah. Oh, my God. He had four points. How old was he in 2005? I don't know. 
And Jesus. Then, and then Fujita, Nak, uh, Manobu Nakanishi, Tana, Yukata Yoshi, Tatsui Goto, uh, Yanu, Yanu. 2005, around. Jesus. Around. And Togi in 2005. Togi got zero points. But, uh... God damn. I think our podcast should be like an hour and a half of you reading Japanese names. Because <laughs> you're, you're, having, you're having some struggles. There. I was having some trouble there, but we will update next week. Yeah. Um, it's been a fun G1 so far, and speaking of G1, and speaking of climaxes, we hope you all get ready to climax, as we fantasy book our WWE version of the G1. Um, we will tell you how we broke it down in blocks and how we decided who's who. And you will see who is in our G1 final at Madison Square Garden and who will go on to get a championship match at WrestleMania. Absolutely. Yep. I don't know if you've heard this or not before. Maybe maybe you have, maybe you haven't. But do you know that Vince McMahon hates tournaments? I've, I've heard. Yeah. But they, they had deadly games. He, he did have deadly games, that's true. But you know who doesn't hate tournaments? Joe boys, we do enjoy a tournament every once in a while. And the G1 Climax is undisputedly the best tournament in all of professional wrestling. So we sat around the old campfire and we thought, what would happen if World Wrestling Entertainment Incorporated put on a G1 Climax? And what we've done for you is we fantasy booked a G1 Climax with the finals taking place at the hallowed Madison Square Garden, and the winner will face a champion at WrestleMania. So, we broke this up into a Raw block and a SmackDown block. The Universal and US title, US champions on Raw are automatically included, and on SmackDown, the Intercontinental and the WWE champions are automatically included. Now, since New Japan had two junior heavyweights in the G1, we decided to throw in two NXT guys. But they had to qualify to get there. Yeah, because you love convolutedness. So you had a tournament to get into a tournament. No, I had two matches to get into tournaments. Uh, Johnny Gargano, Matt Riddle, Adam Cole, and Velveteen Dream are arguably the four biggest stars in NXT, correct? Yeah, I mean, I think you'd th- throw Ciampa in there, but he's hurt, so. Yeah. So Matt Riddle defeated Johnny Gargano to get work his way into a SmackDown block. And Adam Cole defeated Velveteen Dream to work his way into the Raw block. Yes. Baby. So, so at, God damn. after all said and done, the tournament participants are the Beast Incarnate, <laughs> Brock Lesnar, the uh, Phenomenal, AJ Styles, the Monster Among Men, Braun Strowman, the Scottish Psychopath, Drew McIntyre, the A-lister, The Miz, Rey Mysterio, the one and only Ricochet. Samoa Joe, the Beast Slayer, Seth Rollins, and Adam Cole, baby. And in the SmackDown block, we have the WWE Champion, Kofi Kingston, the Dutch Destroyer, Aleister Black, Andrade Cien Almas, the new Daniel Bryan, the Big Dog, Roman Reigns, the Extraordinary Man Who Does Extraordinary Things, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, the Viper, Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura, and the original bro, Matt Riddle. So those are our blocks. That is uh, the 20 men we have selected to participate in WWE G1 Climax 1. Maybe this will be a yearly thing around this time. Which uh, I'm okay year. with. We will see how it goes. We'll see what life is like. Um, I don't even know where I'll be next year. So Neither will we'll I. We'll see what happens. But we have technology. We do have technology. So, night one is... No, we're not, no, we're not doing this again. Not, so, spoiler alert. We tried breaking this down night by night and, like, reading the night by night results, like, all professionally, and it was just got and so convoluted. Helen Keller could have done it better. It's just, we, can't, we made it, we confused ourselves. So, what we decided to do is we are going to take you through each participa- participant in each block, tell you how they fared in their respective matches, and then we will tell you their point totals and kind of, like, the storytelling we're going for. Um, so, want to kick us off? I do. I'll read Raw. You read SmackDown? That's cool. So, Brock Lesnar defeats AJ Styles. Braun Strowman destroys Brock Lesnar in Lesnar's second match. That was your call, not mine. And injures him, and uh, he beats him with the power slam, several power slams. Brock Lesnar runs through the Miz. 
runs through Mysterio and runs through Ricochet very easily. He runs through Seth and Cole as well. Samoa Joe chokes Brock out with the Coquina Clutch and is awarded the win for a no contest. What? And, and in Brock's last match, Brock loses to Drew McIntyre in a great match. AJ Styles loses to Brock Lesnar, loses to Styles, or no, loses to <laughs> Ron. You're confusing yourself even still somehow. Defeats Drew McIntyre, defeats The Miz, defeats Rey Mysterio, loses to Ricochet in the best match of the tournament. He defeats Samoa Joe because of Wendy. He loses to <laughs> Seth. And Adam Cole gets his first victory against AJ Styles. He does. And a little bit of a passing the torch moment. Undisputed Era versus Club set up for the future. Braun Strowman defeats Brock Lesnar. Defeats AJ Styles. Drew picks up the win over Brock after some Shane McMahon shenanigans. Over Braun. Over some Shane McMahon shenanigans. Braun runs through the Miz, Ray, and Ricochet very easily just for complete size difference. Joe picks up another win against a, a match here. He's the underdog, making also choking out Braun and Coquina Clutch. We're getting the over huge. Seth, Braun is injured after the Joe match, and Seth picks up the win, and Bra runs, Bra runs through Cole. Drew McIntyre, as we said, defeats Brock Lesnar. Loses to AJ Styles with some club shenanigans. Defeats Braun. Defeats The Miz. Loses to Rey Mysterio. Uh, Rey uses his veteran wits to get one over on old Drew. And Drew defeats Ricochet, Samoa Joe, Seth, and Cole. So Hell of a run. Hell of a run finishing off the matches. Uh, so, Drew right now is the leader. The Miz loses to Brock Lesnar, loses to AJ Styles, loses to Braun Strowman, loses to Drew McIntyre, defeats Rey Mysterio, defeats Ricochet. Fuck that flippy shit, The Miz says. He did. He Ricochet went for one flippy shit, and one skull crusher finale, it was over. Joe eviscerates The Miz, Seth beats The Miz, and Adam Cole defeats The Miz because he's The Miz. And you're not. Rey Mysterio loses to AJ Styles. Loses to Braun Strowman. Beats Drew McIntyre. Loses to The Miz. Passes the torch to Ricochet uh, as the number one high flyer in the company. He beats Joe after Joe went to run him to the corner and he flipped over. And he loses the way Joe loses all the time. That's how Joe lost every match in this tournament. Yes, absolutely. He went for the choke and they reversed it on him into a pin. That's how he lost every match. He defeats Seth and uh, he defeats Seth and Adam Cole picks up his third victory. Baby. Adam Cole's having a nice showing in this tournament. He's the NXT champion. Gotta keep him strong. Yeah. Ricochet defeats AJ Styles. Loses to Brock Lesnar. If a champion loses, the person that pins him gets a touch. So we get Brock Lesnar versus Adam Cole for the NXT title at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, where were we? Ricochet, right? Yeah. Ricochet defeats AJ Styles, loses to Braun Strowman, loses to Drew McIntyre, loses to The Miz, gets the torch pass from Ray, defeats Rick defeats Samoa Joe. Once again, Joe went for the choke, and they reversed it with a roll-up. He loses to Seth Rollins, and he beats Adam Cole in a rematch from their phenomenal match at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4. There you go. Samoa Joe defeats Brock Lesnar with the biggest win of the tournament uh, with a choke where he chokes Lesnar out or Lesnar, didn't, Lesnar passed out. Lesnar. Lesnar passed out and did not tap out. And he loses to AJ Styles. He defeats Braun in the same way he beat Lesnar. He loses to Drew McIntyre. He beats The Miz. He loses to Ray and Ricochet with the roll-up. And then he beats Seth and Adam Cole. Strong finish for... For the, for the Samoan, Samoan submission machine. Was, that's the name I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins loses to Brock Lesnar. Defeats AJ Styles. Defeats Braun Strowman with a, a stellar performance of bravery. He loses to Drew. 
He beats the Miz. He loses to Rey Mysterio because Rey's got to get his get a shine here. He beats Ricochet. He loses Samoa Joe, and he beats Adam Cole in the future of the company. Now Adam Cole loses to Brock Lesnar, beats AJ Styles, loses to Braun Strowman, loses to Drew McIntyre, beats the Miz and Rey Mysterio, loses to Ricochet once again in their rematch from Takeover Brooklyn Four. He Samoa Joe chokes him out rather quickly, and he loses to Seth Rollins. So that is the A block. So at the bottom of the block with four points, we have the Miz. Sitting at six points, we have Rey Mysterio, Adam Cole, and that's it. Sitting at eight points, we have the phenomenal AJ Styles, the one and only Ricochet, and Samoa Joe. Sitting at ten points, we have the Monster Among Men Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins. And then tied at the top of the block with twelve points, we have Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar. But since Drew McIntyre got the win over Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre is the Raw Block winner and going to the finals of the G1 Climax. So now, let's go over to the SmackDown side. So Kofi Kingston started off his tournament with a very competitive match defeating Aleister Black. Kofi's next contest would be against Andrade, where she'd pick up a win again. Kofi would suffer his first setback as Daniel Bryan would get WrestleMania revenge and force Daniel Bryan to submit to the little bell lock. Kofi's slide would continue as he would lose to Roman Reigns following a Superman punch and a spear. He would bounce back with wins against Finn Balor and Kevin Owens with a trouble in paradise. Randy Orton would hit an RKO out of nowhere to defeat Kofi Kingston. Shinsuke Nakamura would get the better of the WWE Champion after a Kinshasa out of nowhere. And then he would go to a 30-minute draw with Matt Riddle. So Aleister Black would start off his tournament with a loss to Kofi Kingston. He would rebound with a black mask to Andrade, picking up a victory. He would then, def he would then fall to Daniel Bryan after the running knee plus. He would fall to Roman Reigns after a spear. He would bounce back, defeating Finn Balor with a black mass, but then KO would get the best of him with a stunner. He would finish the tournament with victories over Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura before falling to Matt Riddle. So an impressive showing from Aleister Black, one of SmackDown's rising stars. Who is will do great things in the real world, not just our fantasy-looking world. Andrade started off his tournament with a pair of losses to Kofi Kingston and Aleister Black. He would pick up perhaps one of the biggest upsets of the tournament, defeating Daniel Bryan with the Hammerlock DDT. He would lose to Roman Reigns. He would lose to Finn Balor. But then he would go on a three-match winning streak, picking up three gigantic victories over Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Shinsuke Nakamura before finally falling to the original bro Matt Riddle to end his tournament with a respectable eight points. So Daniel Bryan would defeat Kofi Kingston. He would then defeat Aleister Black. He would fall to Andrade, as we mentioned. He would defeat Roman Reigns. The big dog was not enough for the new Daniel Bryan. Finn Balor would pick up a victory over Daniel Bryan. But Daniel Bryan would bounce right back and defeat Kevin Owens. Randy Orton would RKO uh, Daniel Bryan for a, for a loss for Daniel Bryan. Victory for Randy Orton. Shinsuke Nakamura would defeat the new Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan would defeat Matt Riddle. Kind of cool to see. I'd love to see that match. That would be an incredible match. <laughs> so the big dog, Roman Reigns, kicking off his G1. Roman Reigns would defeat the WWE Champion Kofi Kingston. He would defeat Aleister Black. He would defeat Andrade. He would fall to Daniel Bryan, Finn Balor, and Kevin Owens going on a little bit of a skid. After a beatdown from... Uh, wild card Drew McIntyre. God damn it. Can't even escape the wild card in the G1. Um, Roman Reigns would bounce back with a pair of wins against Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura. But the original bros crazy tournament would continue when he would defeat the big dog Roman Reigns. Finn Balor would lose to the WWE Champion Kofi Kingston. He would also fall to Aleister Black before defeating Andrade Daniel Bryan, and Roman Reigns. K 
Kevin Owens would end Finn Balor's hot streak of sorts with a stunner. Finn Balor would bounce back against Randy Orton, and he would end his tournament losing to both Shinsuke Nakamura and Matt Riddle. So, Kevin Owens would lose to Kofi Kingston, he would defeat Aleister Black, he would lose to Andrade and Daniel Bryan, he would defeat the big dog Roman Reigns after the aforementioned interference and beatdown, he would defeat Finn Balor, he would fall to Randy Orton, but he would end his tournament defeating Shinsuke Nakamura and defeating Matt Riddle, which has proven to be quite the task thus far. Oh, yes. So, the Viper Randy Orton would defeat the WWE Champion Kofi Kingston. He would fall to Aleister Black and Andrade before defeating Daniel Bryan. He would lose to Roman Reigns and Finn Balor before defeating Kevin Owens. And then he would go to a 30-minute draw with Shinsuke Nakamura, the King of Strong Style, able to last 30 minutes with the Viper. And then he would fall to Matt Riddle. So, Shinsuke Nakamura would defeat WWE Champion Kofi Kingston. He would fall to Aleister Black and Andrade before defeating Daniel Bryan in what has to be considered an upset. Um, he would fall to Roman Reigns. He would bounce back with a win over Finn Balor. He would lose to Kevin Owens. He would get a draw against Randy Orton like we just mentioned. And Matthew Riddle would defeat the King of Strong Style, perhaps passing the Strong Style torch in World Wrestling Entertainment Incorporated. How did he win? Bro Mission? Oh, Bro Mission and that weird tombstone thing that he does. I forget what he calls it. He, there were no floating bros in this tournament because I hate that move. <laughs> if I'm booking the main roster, he's never doing no damn floating bros. <laughs> Just do a straight moonsault. Come on now. So Matt Riddle would uh, defeat Kofi Kingston, right? Or, no, he drew with him, right? We didn't write that down. But Kofi is not. Yes, yes. He would, he'd have a draw with Kofi Kingston, excuse me. And there's a sneeze. Sorry about that. I'm just pissed. So, that's, why we, that's why we can't work with the main roster. Yeah, because floating bros and sneezes is ruining it for everybody. So Matt Riddle would draw against Kofi Kingston. He would defeat Aleister Black. He would defeat Andrade. He would fall to Daniel Bryan. He would defeat Roman Reigns, fall to KO, before defeating Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura. So now, the SmackDown block standings. So with, just a recap for the SmackDown block standings, Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura are sweeping the basement with seven points. That's that's a hell of a block when you got Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura uh, cellar dwelling. Okay, and at, tied at eight points are Aleister Black and Andrade. Great showing for Black in this tournament. As well as Andrade. Kofi has nine points. Eh, probably not the best showing for the WWE Champion. And then at ten points, we have a four-way tie of Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, Finn Balor, and Kevin Owens. But your winner, with a shocking 11 points, is the original bro, Matt Riddle. That's like that's like a team going from the, uh, the first four in the NCAA to the National Championship game. Matt Riddle wins the SmackDown block and will take on Drew McIntyre from the winner of the Raw block at Madison Square Garden in the G1 final. No time limit. Winner gets to challenge a champion at WrestleMania. So the final of the WWE G1 Climax tournament, Matt Riddle would overcome all the odds from Shane McMahon and Elias interfering, all the bullshit. Roman Reigns would come out and make the save. Braun Strowman will come out and make the save. All the people that they... That Has the, Shane that disenfranchised. The, the Shane that... All the people that Shane wronged throughout the tournament came out to even up the odds. Matt Riddle would lock in the bro mission and elbow Drew McIntyre in the head to the point that the referee had to stop the match due to a technical knockout, declaring the winner of the WWE G1, Matt Riddle. He immediately lights a joint grabs the trophy, and calls out Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Who comes out dancing and smoking a joint. No, I'm just kidding. And but. we get Beast versus Bro at WrestleMania. And how that match ends, that'll be up to, to you. for another time. Absolutely. So, we probably didn't think this out as well as we should have in terms of presenting the results. Well, yeah, but we, we didn't think about presenting the results. But yeah. I think this worked. I think we, we, yeah. we kept it, we kept it uh, on a straight line that it could be followed. 
would would Matt Riddle win a G1 straight from an NXT call-up? Who knows? Hell, Finn Balor won an NXT, uh, won the Universal title in his first singles match in the main roster. So it's not unheard of for a guy to come up and get a super push. But and we, if, if anybody was to get a super push, it'd be him. We were we were gonna do Lesnar versus Riddle in the in the finals of the G1, but we figured that's a WrestleMania quality match. So we decided to have Riddle win the entire G1 and call out the champion at WrestleMania. I love how we're worried about giving away free matches in a fantasy booking. <laughs> well, when you're booking, you gotta you yeah. gotta consider everything, man. You gotta. But that was a lot of fun. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. it was, I would like to make it a yearly thing if we are still around. No one even knows where we'll be in a year. I mean, I'd like to think no matter where I'm at. In yeah, life, we this still, podcast. We would still, still go continue. on. Yes. Yeah. Because there's not going to be a time where me and you don't talk about wrestling. We've, we've been through the darkest unless, of unless, times. Unless our wives cheat on us with each other, and neither of us are married, so that's good. Yeah, that's yeah, that's 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 facts, though. Um, so that was our WWG one, and we thought that it was quality stuff. We hope you enjoyed it as well. Let us know who you have, and let us know who you would have yeah, win let us your know. G1 tournament. Although I would really love to see Brian and Drittle. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Really, that's cool with the elbows to the head, but yeah, I don't think there'd be a lot of elbows to the head. In they the, in they the could still they could still have a great match. They could. But speaking of great matches and great independent wrestling, Northeast Wrestling presents Wrestling Under the Stars Sunday, August eighteenth at PNC Field in Music, Pennsylvania. Um, once again, we will be there front row, and tickets start at as low as twenty dollars. There's still great seats available. Um, some of these stars that will be at this event include uh, the G1 B-Block leader, John Moxley, which is quite the get. E Dustin Rhodes, also of AEW fame. The Man Beast, the War Machine. I was hoping you said that. The Big Effin' Deal, the man of many nicknames, Rhino. Funaki from Kai and Tai fame will be in attendance. Also SmackDown's number one announcer. Also SmackDown's number one announcer. The Northeast Wrestling Champion, Darby Allen will be making an appearance. As well as Enzo and Kaz XL. Jerry the King Lawler, who at the time of this recording is one half of the NEW Tag Team Champions. Uh, Renee Young and Theodore R. Long will also be on hand. So, if you'd like tickets to this show, you have to go to www.ticketmaster.com or www.northeastwrestling.com or if you're an old school brother and you still like to call and order your tickets on the telephone, which is still a thing, you can call the Rail Riders at 570-969-2255. Once again, that's 570-969-2255. The meet and greets will start at 2 p.m. The show will start at 5 p.m. It'll be a great night of wrestling at a great little venue in small town Pennsylvania. What more could you ask for? No, nothing. Great wrestling area, great area we've grown up in our entire lives, and I'm very excited to go to the show. Yeah, the first time the premier independent wrestling organization in the Northeast has come to our neck of the woods, and we would not miss it, and we hope that you will not miss it as well. And we will be right back with the schedule for the week in the Turnbuckle Topics Network, as well as the hotly anticipated Kane Fact of the Week. So this week on the Turnbuckle Topics Network, yesterday on the 29th, we had Top of the Rope Wrestling Radio with at Kuda underscore Junior, our boy Gil. AEW adjusts and ladies in the dust. What a riveting show. Absolutely. Okay. And he is live on CBS Radio Baltimore. Yeah. But he, he, his he show. His podcast later in the week. Turns into a podcast Podbean, later. Spotify, all those. Anywhere you find podcasts. All that good stuff. So, of course, us today on the 30th. Booking the WWE G1 Climax with your boys at Champions Pod. Um, tomorrow, the 31st, the last day of July. Can you believe it? I uh, can't. Uh, the Bearded One is quite busy, so we will be getting a repeat of last week's great show, The Beard's Top 10 Active Tag Teams with at Bearded Chris P. The rootinest, tootinest impact man in the world. And if you haven't checked out that show, he has some, he has some, he goes very analytical in his. It is. He's the Billy Bean of listening tag teams. Yeah, or he's a pro football focus of professional wrestling. What a great website. He goes deep into the analytics in determining who the top best active tag teams in the world are. This isn't just his opinion. It's very analytics-based, and it's a very deep dive. It is a repeat, but I do recommend checking it out if you haven't. 
and on the first of the greatest month on this planet, because it's the month that I was born in, August, we will have Why We Need Evolution 2 with at Honest and at Ron underscore Musto underscore Junior. It will be a great insightful listen, because I actually agree 1,000%. I agree, too. We were at Evolution 1. It was an excellent show. And now, hit the music. Now it is time for the number one voted wrestling podcast segment in Wrestling Set Podcast Weekly. The Kane Fact of the Week. Kane was never in a G1 Climax. You don't say. I do say. I, I would have never guessed that one. But he's done everything else. I mean, you got to leave something for the, for the commoners. Yeah. Um. So that's our show this week. Next week, we will have a takeover preview and a SummerSlam preview because we are here. We're two weeks away. We are. And it would have been the bet part three. But I refuse to do any more bets until you pay up on the first two. I will. If, so, if, if I'm going as Bushi, does that count as two of them? No, you got to do the Kane book still. Okay, I'll do that. Because that's not even bad. You no, probably want to read that book anyway. I do. Now, do I have to review it or, like, read passages? You, you have to, I don't know what's worse. You just give us a review. I'll let you off okay. the hook. So, hopefully, the bet will be back for Survivor Series. That's the next big four event. Um, but if Mike... Pays his debts by November. The bet part three will take place for Survivor Series. So we'll see you next week with the SummerSlam and TakeOver preview and predictions. See you later after a while. Peace.